All right, welcome in to the Laurel Chapel Baptist Church podcast. We are gracious and thankful that you've chose to join us again uh, over this uh, podcast, and we're so grateful and thankful that God's given us this opportunity to present this to you, and uh, we'll just pray that it'll be a blessing to you. Uh, we haven't been uh, in a midweek for a while now, um, been a little, uh, kind of pulled a few different directions, uh, a few few of the, and a few of the pe- most recent weeks. I have been actually preaching in a few different churches um, through the midweek, and so I'm glad to be back here uh, presenting this to you, and I've uh, really enjoyed my study through Philippians, and it's taken us a while, but that's okay. There is a lot of, uh, a lot of good, good scripture in the book of Philippians, and uh, it may take us a while to get through the entire book, but we're just going to keep going. And uh, last time we uh, we had a midweek, we the thought was to live as Christ, but to die as gain. And uh, so to study that and learning about Paul and his dedication to the Lord uh, was always a blessing. And then you find uh, that he <laughs> he's he's got some an interesting point to make. Kind of after after he says that in uh, verse twenty uh, one, it says for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. And then it says, but I live. Verse 22 of Philippians 1, But if I live in the flesh, that is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. For I, in verse number 23, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. And so you find very evidently and very clearly that while Paul is excited and encouraged by the thought of heaven, he also realizes and recognizes that there is still work to be done on the earth. And so I would recommend any Christian, any follower of Christ to search yourself individually. And we preached this on Sunday. We uh, brought the thought out and, and preached from James, um, the patience of a farmer. And so you, you think about that and you think about how that in your preparation in your life for the end, there's specific things that you will not forget to do. There's a lot of specific things that you will have absolutely no problem remembering to do. You'll have no problem remembering to feed yourself or uh, do certain things that you desire to do or want to do. And many people walk through their Christian life and they the only thing they do is just, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's in front of me? What do I gotta? What's my next thing I gotta conquer? And we end up going through our lives, and, and and Christians are responsible too, guilty of this. But we end up going through our lives, and we spend our lives focusing upon things that are not eternal. And so I think when when Paul says here, he's he's saying you know for for me to live is Christ, which just means that the furtherance of the gospel it, it can continue. If he stays on the earth, he knows his mission here is to preach and teach the gospel of Christ. But he said, and to die is gain. And dying and going and being with the Lord is actually the more desirable. You may think that sounds crazy, but the reality is, is if you're a Christian, heaven has so many more wonderful and great promises, has so many more wonderful and great promises than anything this earth can provide. But it's important that while we're here, we're not just running through and walking through day to day, 
and just skipping over things right in front of us. We want to remember and we want to know what's next. We want to focus upon what's next. But we must think about what is now. <clears throat> and so you find Paul, he, he brings up these divided aspirations. And he says, in verse 23, he says, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. And then he goes on in verse 24, and he says, Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is as more needful for you. And so to think about that, and I know this is similar to, to what, we, what we spoke on or preached on last time, but to think about that and think about these aspirations. I, I want to go to heaven right now. I, I really do. I would love nothing more than to go and spend eternity with the Lord, never have to worry about anything else in, in just matter-of-fact answer. Yes, I'd love to go to heaven. I'd love to go see what God has in store for us for eternity. I'd love to experience what the worship feels like and what the, the choir sounds like and what the worship sounds like and what you know what, what it looks like. I'd love to, to see that and experience that, but at the same time, I love the life that God's given me. And as long as I'm allowed to continue and as long as God blesses me with breath and life, I feel the need to live for him while I'm upon this, upon this earth. And so while, yes, I'd love to go to heaven, I'm not really ready to go. I want to stay as long as his will allows. And while I'm here, do everything I can to enjoy what he's blessed me with, to enjoy the people around me, and to try to share with other people what the Lord has done for me. And so sometimes our aspirations are actually not beneficial to us, especially when we can't focus upon one thing. But with Paul, you see that his aspirations were divided in a way that only through Christ can be uh, justified or be a, a good example. His aspirations were one part of him wanted to go be with the Lord, wanted to be with God, wanted to experience what eternity felt like. But the other part of him knew that there was a responsibility that he carried and he had to spend his efforts upon this earth, living for the Lord, standing for God, and trying to bring others to Christ. He felt strongly about his desire to be with the Lord in heaven, but we and we know that these eternal aspirations, they're not, they're not a bad thing. But Paul knew and accepted that there was still something on earth that needed to be done. Like I said, I'm not necessarily ready to go. If you ask me, do you want to go to heaven? Well, of course, I'd love to go to heaven. I'd love to see what that, uh, what it looks like and what it feels like, what, a, what, it, what that experience is. But I'm not ready to go right this moment. Now, I can't control whether or not God calls me out of here. And if he choose to take, chooses to take me out, I'll just go and, and, and I'll be in heaven and that'll be fine. But as long as he gives me breath, I need to live in the now and the fact that I have a responsibility to walk in truth, in spirit and in truth, and offer myself as a living sacrifice to the Lord. We'll get back to that in just a moment, but I think it was funny to think about how as as I've gotten older, maybe not that I'm I've gotten to the, any specific position or point where I've I've achieved anything or or you know excelled in in my knowledge of life and and wisdom, 
But as I've gotten older, I have seen how much more real life feels to me. I remember being a kid and how it felt like that, you know, being a kid did feel like it flew, it just flew by. It felt like it just zipped by and that, you know, I look back on it now and it's just like, oh my goodness, how quickly it passed. And then I think about how, how when I was a kid, how long I felt it took for me to get to the point where I could, uh, I could have my driver's license or I could go out and spend time with my friends or do, you know, do different things. I, I remember what that felt like. And for me, that was a, that was a difficult thing. I, I felt like over the years, it just, um, it, it felt like that everything that I had in front of me, it took me so long to get there. And I got caught up in this, what's next? What's next? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I want to get into high school. So I focus on getting into high school. And then before you know it, three years of middle school passes by. And you become a, a high school student. And you think, well, you know, I'm ready to be a, I'm not, I don't want to be a freshman anymore. I'd like to be a sophomore because, you know, people treat you with a little bit more respect when you're a sophomore. And, uh, you know, you're a little more growing up then is what you're telling yourself in your head. And then you become a sophomore. And then you realize, well, you know, I'd really like to be, uh, a junior because you know that's the upperclassmen and that's when you start really enjoying this time of your life and then you're a junior and you want to be a senior and then you're a senior and you want to get out of school and then you get out of you and it feels like it takes forever and you know what I'm talking about if you're grown grown up and you've been through that you know what I mean you know what I'm talking about you know that you just kind of it feels like forever but still at the same time you rush yourself through uh through those experiences in life because you're only thinking about what's next and it's not been until recently, especially when we found out we were having a baby, that I started trying to live in the now and say, while I know that there's coming a day that, you know, that baby's going to be here and that baby's going to come, but while I'm waiting, there's something to enjoy about where I'm at now. It's amazing how many days of the calendar pass by without any kind of spiritual growth, without any kind of, any kind of, of, of personal growth, any kind of, uh, of growth in, in, in any way. And we just pass by, it seems like, day to day, each day, the months go by, the weeks are going by, then the years go by, and we're going towards that now, that or that next that we focused on, and we pass the now. And that's so dangerous. And I think that Paul, that's where he's stopping at. He's, he's, he's in this position of, like, he knows what's next, but he knows right now it's important that he directs his attention to right now. And so I'll read that verse 24 again. It says, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. He knew that his ultimate reward, that next, that future, what's in front of him, he knew that 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 is in front of him is going to be a wonderful blessing. He knew that that in front of him is going to be beyond comprehension, beyond explanation, beyond understanding. He knew what that was going to feel like. He knew what that experience was going to be. And so... It's, it would be easy if you're, if you're close to heaven and, uh, you know, during this time you think about uh, all that he, was, he had faced in his life and uh, being locked up and being, being put in, in, in prison and uh, thinking about being imprisoned and thinking about the, uh, the things that he had to go through and eventually being made a martyr. How much sweeter heaven must taste because you think about uh, the adversity and the persecution you and I have faced in our life. If you're, if you're an American, I, I'd say you've, you've faced virtually no persecution. 
Um, and, and so when I hear people say, well, we're facing per- this persecution or that persecution, I think we're very blessed and we've not faced a lot of hardship. And, and, and for people that do not, people that do not value being able to go to church and, and be, in, be in God's house, it's a shame because we, as American citizens, we are offered and given so much more free reign to worship. And so to think about what's next, I'm sure it was sweet for Paul. But he knew at this time, he knew right then that, that, that for him to be here was needed. For him to be on the earth and be a blessing to this Philippian church and many other churches was more important at that time. What a great responsibility that our literal being upon earth could be beneficial for the cause of Christ. That, that amazes me. And I think if you are guilty of just just running through life and skipping over everything and not not slowing down and enjoying things and not realizing the the opportunities that are put in front of us to spend time with the Lord and to try to to try to witness and try to see people come to Christ, if you're not slowing down and enjoying what God's blessed you with and trying to see God move, trying to see God save people, if you're not slowing down for that and you're only living for the next, the next thing you can get in your life the next thing you can buy, the next thing you can build, the next thing you can do, you need to take a second and realize that some of us on this earth, that could be you. Many of us may be a key for someone to be able to come and know Jesus. How great the magnitude of that thought. How great it is to know and understand that he could be leaving you or I on this earth, giving us an opportunity to be a use, useful person for him. And that really, to think about that, that really convicts me. Because I think about how ungrateful I am. I think about how guilty I am. I think about how that there are many days that have went by in my life where I haven't done anything for God, and I feel ashamed for those times. But luckily, we can turn that around and say, you know what, I'm the devil. I know I know the devil's fighting me. I, and be able to stand and say, well, I know the devil is putting these things in my head. I know he's only wanting me to focus on uh, what's next in my life. I know he's only wanting me to chase these certain things in my life, and he wants to get me distracted about this or that. He wants to get that new job on my mind, or he wants to, to get you know this sport on my mind, or whatever it is that I'm doing. He's wanting that on my mind because if he's controlling that, he's controlling my now. But if I can step back and say, like Paul, and say, no, I, I, I want to go to heaven. I want the next. I want the future. I want what that is. But I know that right now I can seize the day and I can seize the opportunity to be useful in the family of God. Paul had divided aspirations, but he had direct attention towards his responsibilities upon this earth. And while we walk day to day, while we do day to day, while we live each day, Whatever it may be, if you're walking for the Lord and you're living for God and you're being who you need to be spiritually, whoever, whoever that is in front of somebody, if you're living like Christ, you're living in the now. We don't know when our now is going to end. Most people that live for what's next in the world, 
They're not ready for when their now ends. And it's very quick how that transition goes from now to next. I work in the financial industry. And I see countless families that have loved ones that have died and not left things prepared for them. I think about countless people that I've seen walk through the doors of our bank that their loved ones did not make preparations. And they come in and they sit down and they say, yeah, you know, mom or dad, they they were a good person, but, you know, they, I tell you what, they just never thought they were going to die. I heard that last week. Death is as real as life. The moment you're born, you begin to die. We all have different appointed times, but it's appointed to us each and every one. It's amazing how quickly you say, well, you know what? I'll witness that person tomorrow. Your now may end tonight. The life you're living, you may not wake up tomorrow morning. The more dangerous thought is, well, I'll get saved. You know, next time I go to church, I'll just get saved and make things right. Maybe I'll wait till I'm a little older. Ah, you know, I'll wait till, uh, till it gets starts turning off cold because I, I don't want to. I don't want to stop going to the lake on the weekends. You know, the devil will put so many things in your mind to get you off track for what's going on today. Greater than that, there's other people out there. That person that you say, well, you know, I'll witness to them. I I don't have time to do it now, but I'll, I'll witness to them next time. They may not have a next time. I remember, and I tell the story often. I've told it many times, multiple times already in this midweek in these midweek services. But I had a good friend that died right after we got out of high school, and I think about seeing him every single day for the better part of thirteen years. We had the same. Uh, we were, of course, our homeroom classes were in alphabetical order. And him and me were always side by side in our homeroom classes. We always seemed to end up in school, class classes together in school, always. When he died, I went to his funeral and I left and I thought, wow. You know, I always put off witnessing to him. I always put off being an example to him. I always thought, man, I ought to invite him to church. He's not raised in church. But I put it off. Like Paul, we need to realize there is a hope and a happiness. And this is what gets me the most about that situation with my friend is one day I know in my heart 110% I will die and I will go to heaven. Regardless of, and I'm not saying that, that salvation is a license to sin. It's certainly not. If anything, someone who can just live in sin and never be convicted, they they may not have it to begin with. But I think about my friend I was talking about, and I think about how I die. How I'd, I if I died right now, I'd go to heaven, and I know that in my heart, one hundred and ten percent. And from everything I knew, I can't say the same about my friend. Our nows end at different times, but our next ends up in different places. And that's what hurts. 
There, this is so serious. Eternity. To think about eternity, it's so serious. But some people, I'll get to it one day. Not Paul. Paul focused on the now, and he understood what was next. And he lived in now. He lived in today like he didn't have a tomorrow. He witnessed, and he preached, and he taught, and he was a true example of the Lord Jesus. Because he realized that while there's a, there's a tomorrow, think about Jesus. Jesus knew that once his work on this earth was done, he would be right back with his Father in heaven. But he couldn't depart until a certain time because he, there was work that needed to be done here on this earth. We are the vessels, if we're just willing, to serve the Lord in the now. I heard a story, and I'll finish on a happy note. <laughs> I was reading this <clears throat> book the other night, and uh, this preacher, pastor, told this story. He said uh, there's a little black church near the, the church that he pastored. And he said he was talking to the preacher one day at lunch, and he said, and this has been years ago, but he said there was a little boy in that church, and uh, they said uh, the preacher got up one night, and he said, how many of y'all want to go to heaven? And he said, everyone put up their hands except for a little boy. The preacher went to him and they asked him, don't you want to go to heaven? And the boy said, I sure do, but I thought you were getting up a load for tonight. We all want to go to heaven, but not right now. You know, I thought that was a funny story to hear that. And to think about that, you know, if we were all honest with ourselves, we want to go. But we've got a lot to live for while we're on this earth. I believe God wants us to enjoy as much as we can our lives he's blessed us with. I'd love to go to heaven, but I know there's still work to be done until the Lord calls me home. Let us pray. We'll be done. Thank you for your time. do appreciate you. Pray for us. Pray for our church. Pray for this ministry they've blessed me with, uh, this opportunity to, to preach over podcasts. I appreciate Laurel Chapel so much for doing that and I uh, appreciate God's word being able to study his word and uh, we're excited for what's coming in the future I'm working on an, another project another podcast project um, <clears throat> that's a it's going to be kind of a, a seasonal Bible study project and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have more information to come about that and so uh, anyone that, that regularly listens uh, please keep your ears out and we'll try to be a little more more active through the weeks with this baby coming it's been difficult but uh, we are thankful that the Lord blesses us, and we're thankful for each of you. If we can do anything for you, you can reach out to us uh, through, through Facebook, or um, I'm sure some, somehow, some way you can get to me uh, by, by cell phone, text, call, whatever it may be. Uh, reach out to us, and we're so, uh, so thankful and so blessed that you've, you've done uh, all you've done to just take your time and listen to us. We'll pray and be done, and we thank you for your time. Lord, we love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the time that you've blessed us with. God, we thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you for truth from your word. We thank you that we know that heaven is there waiting for us. But God, we know that while we're on this earth, if we're still here, if you still allow us to live and continue upon this earth, we have a mission and a ministry to carry out. God, we love you. We thank you for each of these people, for all the folks that listen. Um, Lord, we even now have some folks uh, uh, overseas that are listening. We pray for them, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, and we, pr we appreciate them. We thank you for blessing us with uh, the folks that fellowship with us through this podcast. 
Lord, we just pray that you'd help us each and every one. God, those that are going through difficult times, and most of all, Lord, we pray for the lost. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.